When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You always have rejections in, especially working in media and creative, you know, particularly at the top, you know, it's very white, very middle class and they tend to um, get talent from their social circles you're not always going to get the job you want or the project you want and things. I've been lucky enough for a lot of people to um, just know my work and my talent and then kind of approach me directly and say, can I work on a particular project and things. But then there's times when I've approached people or brands and things and had and had a no as well. Hi, welcome to Black Ticulate, a podcast series featuring UK young black professionals where we find out how they do what they do so you can too. Or not. After all, it is your life. <laughs> so hey guys, welcome to another episode of Black Ticulate. Hey. If you guys have never heard of Black Ticulate before, I don't know where you've been. No, you're smiling at me, Nika. Why? You don't like this intro. No, no, I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just, I'm just listening to the intro. I did to, to see what to see when I'm when I'm when, supposed when to join you in. Join in. Yeah. You better join in whenever you want. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't literally have a proper intro. But I mean, for those of you who've never come to Black Ticulate before, it's really simple. We feature young UK Black professionals. We try and find out exactly how they do what they do, so you can too. The voice that you did hear is Anika Allen. Am I saying that right? Alan. Yeah, that's right. Anika Allen. Anika, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I do my research on people usually, right? Mm-hmm. But just for the sake of conversation and brevity, I always just throw it back to my guests and say, hey, let the boss, which is the audience, let them know who you are and let's just chop it up from there. Cool. So who are you? Who am I? So I'm Anika Allen. I'm a, a creative and media professional. I've been working in the industry for over... 15 years on events, on digital marketing, on communications for various um, brands. Um, entrepreneur as well. I had a magazine. You saw, I'm co-owning a magazine called Flavor Mag. Flavor Mag. Yes. And, how did that do? Um, when you say used to, how come we don't have that now? What's happening? It's still, the website's still there. My uh, old business partner looks after the website now. Um, just, I guess I did it for eight years and just transitioned into, um, into something new. Yeah, okay. it kind of. Awesome. Sorry, I did interject. I was like, okay. where's that? Okay. <laughs> but you were telling us about your digital marketing events, um, professional experience. Yeah, you know and saying? so I'm also the um, so I'm co-owner of the Colour Network, which is a black entertainment platform that I co-own with Kojo, the comedian. Right. And so, yeah, go into the website, go into our social media, and you will see the ultimate of black excellence with all the content we put out there. So the idea behind um, the Colour Network eventually will be be kind of Netflix meets BET. Netflix meets BT. So basically the black Netflix. 
Amazing. Do you guys produce? Do you that's guys that, that's fund? the aim. So okay. that's the aim for us to be um, creating more of our own content, but also acquiring black content from around the diaspora that um, we house on our platform. How long has that been going on for? Um, so the Colour Network is a year and a half old, so it's still very early days for mm. us. We're still building, but we had an exciting kind of first year and we also did an award ceremony um called the black magic awards which was an award ceremony honoring women that have paved the way um for black entertainment music sports fashion media business etc and things that was held at hackney empire Anika, so, um, you, ain't, you ain't slowing down are you no no my, my time is very busy Boy, uh, and I'm we're a, grateful <laughs> for it we really are jeez <laughs> is there nothing that you don't do i mean from reels I hate maths. Okay. I like money, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's hot take right there. <laughs> I hate maths, but I like money. Okay, so here's something I actually read, which is interesting. You write on your website, your personal one, which is www.anikaallen.com. Yeah, I do need to update that. I'm working on it, just haven't had the time. But okay, yeah. so no more. <laughs> well, I, I found it. I always find these sort of uh, bylines really interesting, where you said you're a social entrepreneur dedicated to educating and inspiring the next generation of young talent mm -hmm. how <laughs> okay um look at that wow you went serious are you ready for this oh. yeah. <laughs> so um i guess it's kind of through the projects that i take on with flavor mag there's so much talent that kind of worked with me on the production of the magazine whether it's interns or people that worked with us that i um you know mentored and trained kind of that wanted to work in the creative industries and maybe where they were having kind of blocks make getting their foot in the door in order for them to be able to kind of um, fulfill what they wanted to um, achieve so there's right. lots of people that have gone out there and and are working on amazing things and will come back to me and say oh nika i wouldn't have been here um, i wouldn't have gotten here if it wasn't for you if you didn't give me the initial opportunity right. and then also i've worked on projects with a lot of young people so um can you walk me through that if that's okay you had flavor magazine yeah this was a concept yeah that you had with a co-founder at the time right co-owner yeah. co apologies so you have this magazine it's print based at a time right print and online but yeah print and online and all of a sudden you're like I need all you guys were like, well, we need help. We yeah. need content. We need exactly. contributors and what. So how are you sourcing that? And how are you, I guess, bringing these young talents into the into the fold? Um, so someone would just find us or they'd read the, they'd read the publication and look at the email address. In the, where, where was it being printed? So it's printed and distributed um, around the UK to universities and colleges and some um, kind of shops and things. Okay. Like that. So, um, so you had to pitch the universities and say, "Hey, would you stock our magazines?" Yeah, but that wasn't hard because it was a f it was a free publication. So we uh, made the publication was free, and so we made our money through advertising and through um, holding experiential events. So, um, so for them to stock it and knowing that actually it was something that their young people and these institutions would engage with, it was an easy sell for them, yeah. and we'd also go out in like. Um, some of the media packs that were sent that would be sent around and things like don't panic and things and stuff so but in order for you to sustain that and run it you had advertisers and sponsors yeah so you were going to them and just saying hey this is our concept of our magazine and this is who our audience is do you ever have to mention the reach of course of course you have to so yeah. we um, created um a marketing pack where you say this is who um what the magazine's about this is the audience profile this is the reach of the magazine this is where it, the magazine is distributed this is the kind of content and you just break that all down and then also 
you'd have what's called a rate card in there and the rate card would say how much it costs for certain spaces so if you wanted to be a full page or a double page in the magazine if maybe you wanted an advertorial which is like a written you know written interview with pictures but it kind of looks like it's kind of part of the magazine if you wanted um as the website developed if you wanted like balance space on the website so all these costs would be um in the magazine yeah exactly on the rate card amazing so you weren't expecting to talk about flavor were you oh. <laughs> it's okay it's okay it's part of my journey this is part and of your journey um, so let's talk about this journey look at the segue um tell me about growing up growing up so i'm originally from birmingham okay. um so i grew up in the midlands but your accent isn't strong where i grew up in birmingham was actually nearer to dudley than it was to birmingham in an area called albury shout out if anyone's <laughs> listening from there <laughs> You might just um, have a cool fan yeah. demographic. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> and so um, actually a lot of people that I went to school with, you know, did have black country accents. So it was, you, you know, Abinya, you called it that, mate, and, you know, all, all that <laughs> and stuff. And so I always laugh because if you understood where I grew up, then you would know that actually it's not as strong yeah. as it could be. <laughs> so but, um, tell me, you were telling me about growing up. Yeah, so um yeah, so Midlands with my, you know, parents, twins I've got a twin sister, oh, five okay. brothers. Wow. Um, so parents. <laughs> um my twin sister and I I and my mum and dad were married and my brothers were all um yeah, their mum's different to my mum. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So same dad. <laughs> yeah, same dad. But all a very close family, so yeah. um even till now on both sides. And mum luckily ended up being in Birmingham at least once a month because there's always some family party whether it's a you know we're wedding here, christening yeah. whatever <laughs> celebrate whenever we can <laughs> exactly exactly but i think i always knew that i wanted to do something within the creative industries like when i was a uh, eight i remember signing up to be a press packer on bbc's news round what's and, that um, press packer they used to have like you know so if you wanted to be like a young journalist kind of thing you could sign up to be a press packer and write articles kind of for them and things and um, get involved eight. yeah so Dang. i wrote off to be a press packer and i remember saying to my mom yeah i'm gonna be a presenter and i'm gonna go to like war zones and um, be like reporting from there and be like hi i'm anika allen and um i don't know iraq's under siege and um what? and um, i know it was like really random but then i didn't actually realize that actually i could be hurt and blown up in that situation yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah big time so um so that kind of changed but that's um, so interesting because at the age of eight yeah no i i seen i mean we, we... no one so you know i had to i guess that's the that's the um difference with me i had to know i could be it before i could even see it because there's nobody around me that ever did anything creative. You know, my dad was a mechanic. My mum worked for the local council. Right. Um, so, you know, they weren't doing anything remotely creative. So it's not like anybody was there for me to look up to, to say, oh, you could be a, um, you know, presenter or a writer, yeah. whatever. I think it was just more that my mum was never the kind of mum to um, put any limiting beliefs on me. If I just said I wanted to do something, she'd be like, okay go ahead Amazing. and things and so that's why i kind of just had the freedom to just be myself to and explore, explore yeah. what i wanted to to do and things so when i'm I was like 14 and i discovered another um writing opportunity in birmingham there's like a club called smoke free birmingham and so they had a magazine called smoke, mega smoke free birmingham so it was funded by the nhs okay. but they had a magazine to engage young people to try and encourage them not to smoke and right. um, so they'd have like you know like you know, kind of celebrity interviews or you know features um in there but then they'd also kind of have like a page where they'd be talking about kind of you know not smoking and things right just and so i <laughs> and so literally it was nowhere near me and i had to catch um free buses to get there wow. kind of to go to go and write you're committed kind of, um exactly and this is obviously 
you know, the internet kind of wasn't there when I was like 13, 14. She's saying her age now, but not, not even, saying her age. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, well, to be fair, the internet really, um, is it was it was late 90s that people had access to the internet yeah, and things. Like so I'm not actually, I'm not actually old. <laughs> it's just that the internet just hasn't been there very long. I'm not saying you're old at all. <laughs> I'm early 30s for those wondering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boy, she went, actually, to be fair, I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> so I was just saying that I was always kind of just very fearless and just did kind of what I wanted to do so you know look at school when when I was 16 and no so so I wanted a leavers party and the school said they couldn't afford to do a leavers party and so I was like listen we need a leavers party so I said can I have the school hall can I put on a talent show and raise money so we can do a school party and so they were like okay and so I did that raised 400 pounds they wanted me to hold it at the school and I said I don't want to hold it at the school um, so I went to local community centre and um, and I said, oh, you know, can I have a um, party here? And they were like, oh, what age is leaving? And so I said, oh, we're all 18. <laughs> we're all 18. <laughs> but, but annoyingly, alcohol, I, know, I know, but annoyingly, they went and called up the school. Oh, <laughs> and so then I got called into the head teacher's office and told off by telling them that I was going to be 18. And they refused to give me the money that I had made. I was, 400 pounds? Yeah. I was so angry. I was so angry. I was like, well, what are you going to do with the money? That's my money. Yeah. I would raise this money for my yeah so we could have a party and um so that totally oh, peed me man, off of but i was determined to still have a leavers party so then i found a local pub that was far enough away from the school that they didn't recognize me <laughs> <laughs> but near enough for people to still get to and then i just charged people to um i said oh you know obviously to pay for things i said you've all got to pay like five pounds come right. in and i got my brothers and my uncle to come down and bring their um, dj and stuff and they were like could be like the responsible adults there to watch over everything because actually at the end there was some people from some other school came down and then tried to this or towards the end of the night tried to come try and come mash up the party and try and have a fight and my uncle had to take out baseball batons and, and like really? them. <laughs> that sounds so, lit so, you know? so, it was, so it was good he was there <laughs> so, well, that sounds crazy <laughs> but in a good way oh so you've always been experiential you've always wanted to put on events You've always wanted to bring people together. Yeah, I think it's always been just come naturally to me and I didn't even realise it. Even as an entrepreneur, I remember um, at primary school, there was this like business enterprise competition. We were um, the first primary school to ever decide to enter into the competition because it was all um, all secondary schools. And so then in the um, classroom, I remember I remember this day really clearly. I remember everybody, um, them saying, everybody get into groups. And as a class, you all come up with your group ideas. Then you're going to present it to um, the teachers. And then we'll choose the best idea to go forward with. And you can pilot it within the school. And then you have to present it at the um, main competition. Yeah. So I remember saying saying to everybody, Whoever comes in my group, because I'm leading the group, okay. I said, if, so if you come in my group, I'm just saying, we're going to the final competition. So, you facts, know, and stuff facts, and things. Yeah. And it was always annoying because they would never let um, my twin sister and I always be in kind of like groups together when those kind of things right. and stuff. But I was like, just straight up witted. Yeah. And my idea was like badge making and putting slogans on badges. And so we present our idea and then our idea was chosen as the best idea. And then present that at um, a business enterprise event where like the mayor of kind of Dudley came and round and other business professionals in the area and then they decided the winner and so then on the day and they were like oh and the winner is drum roll who do you think it was hello was it you yes okay just say it we said off the record I was asking like you do all of these you have all these hats you're yeah. clearly killing it I mean like if you were to hand someone a business card in order to hire you yeah 
what would that be specifically? Ultimately, it all, all falls under project management. I can, you know, I will facilitate, you know, start a project, build that project, build it into a brand, build it into something what it is, and then, you know, and then release it onto the world. So I'd say it all, they all come under that, but with a, under kind of creativity. Right. So if, if, you know, an organisation or a brand needs someone to um, realise their kind of vision, have a particular creative project then I can execute that vision or I can come up with the ideas that will help them in order for them to reach do, their do goal. Do you prefer strategizing, so consultancy for lack of a better word, or do I you prefer executing? I prefer both. I prefer both, but I prefer doing it without the um the pressure of having to um justify the kind of um return on investment. Obviously half the things I do have to because that's just the you know the, the, nature, of the, <laughs> the nature of the beast. I mean I'll spend my but, but, but I prefer it when brands come to me and say, I've got this pot of money yeah. and this is what I need to do. Just make it happen kind of thing without say so, so like if you're doing an event and you have to promote it and get people to kind of come there and pay kind of thing. I prefer if I've already had the right sponsorship and the right um partnerships in place so that actually the profits already been made from um from having those right partnerships there right. and so anything in addition is just a bonus right okay. um walk me through a brand that will come to you and depends on it depends on the project do you not have any specific niche that you're an expert within i can almost see there's an underlining of people in the ethnic minority or the BAME community i don't necessarily yeah no so for for say like color network and black magic projects yes it's definitely um brands that want to target a diverse um diverse audience particularly engage with ethnic minorities but i've done events where you know it's female focused so brands that want to kind of and target women i've done youth of youth projects and things it's brands that want to ta- target young people yeah how are you finding involved. these people who you have to research you have to you have to do your research um like anything they're not going to just drop out the sky so you have to and also it's about thinking about what the brand's values are and if they align with what you're trying to achieve in your values so not just putting thinking you can just approach any and every brand it's about kind of creating those right connections have you ever had rejections you always have rejections in especially working in media and creative it's you know it's um you know particularly at the top you know it's very white very middle class and they tend to um get talent from their social circles you're not always going to get the the job you want or the project you want and things i've been lucky enough for a lot of people to um just know my work and my talent and then kind of approach me directly and say can I work on a particular project and things but then there's times when I've approached people or brands and things and had and had a no as well but I don't see a no as a negative I just think I just see it as okay it wasn't right for you but um I'll move on to the next thing yeah so here's the thing right I'm just looking at it from my boss's perspective which is the audience is I've got Aniko on right and Aniko is a social entrepreneur <laughs> It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. She's pretty much killing it in the game. A lot of what she does is predominantly in the media landscape. What can I learn from her? What are the best pieces of advice, I guess, you've been given? What best piece of advice can you give people who are yeah. looking to start a journey similar? I guess what I'll say is what I've learned. And for some reason, from the beginning, I always knew that networking would be key for what I wanted to do and having the right contacts, especially because I moved from Birmingham to London and needed to know who the um, playmakers or the game changers were within the industry right. in order to get ahead. So, um, so you know, your network is your net worth. So networking is key. Get out there to lots of events, see what's happening. There's, you know, go on you know, sites like Eventbrite and you'll see lots of free events um, for people within the creative industry if you have no money. Right. If you've got money, then, um, then, you know, pay for some of the bigger events that people are going to and things. And, you know, if you're, say like if you're in TV, sign up for like a um, Royal Television Society membership. They have um, regular events and things for you to connect with TV professionals, Royal, Tele- Royal Television, Television Society. Society research is big for me like um i always think we're in the day and age where everything is at our fingertips but people still act like they don't know anything or don't or can't find anything actually everything you can find is on is on the internet yeah and so so utilize the tools that you have now you don't have to you know go to a library or be looking through yellow pages or calling up a million people to to get that information sending a letter in the post kind of thing <laughs> and stuff you know <laughs> the, the some of the old school things that people way had to do already, yeah. exactly way back when people had to do those things yeah. now you can go on twitter and you know or instagram and dm someone to get in touch or get their details or find them on linkedin mm-hmm. and so it's not that hard to connect with people and just and it's about nurturing relationships as well it's not you know it's not just about asking people for things or for favors and or and, ex- and also expecting it um it's like how can you help each other and if you can't help each other it's still about nurturing that relationship so you know if you want to meet somebody don't be afraid just to ask them you know it's okay for to meet up for a coffee to have a chat to pull your ear all somebody can say is no if they haven't got the time and if they have got the time um then it'll be a yes and it was like oh fantastic so again i think be fearless and just ask just just do it because um, life's too short not to, you know, let your work speak as well. So, you know, always be kind of professional in what you do. People will talk about you and your work and your talent and things. And but also it's not necessarily just about the uh, just about the talent because you can have a lot of talent. But actually, if you're not persistent, that's it. I've got, you know, there's lots of people I see and they're oh, nothing's happening or I can't get a hit here and or whatever. But actually how hard are you actually really working how persistent are you because actually persistence will always beat talent there's lots of talented actors out there but actually they're not persistent with it there's lots of talented writers out there but they're not persistent with it there's lots of people that you see have you know come up in the game where you know when Michaela Cole wrote chewing gum that was back in like 
mid-noughties that she first did that as a play and only now we're seeing the kind of fruits of her labour presenting talent like Ramal London she's been at it for for ages and now she's you know got the young capital these things take time when people see people um, achieving um, achieving success success was never overnight so how how persistent are you with the work you're um, putting in to what you want to be successful at can you be persistent at something that you clearly don't have a talent for yeah, you can. That's what I'm saying. Persistent always beats talent. So if you, if you oh, have okay, so you'll become talented if you persist. Not necessarily become talented, but you'll become known for that because you're you've been you've been persistent and consistent, and so then you can so you can learn. So obviously, if you're if you're a singer, you can't. Not everybody can be Beyonce, but mm. you could be. You could be somebody Michelle. else. You could <laughs> not even Michelle, because Michelle can sing. She's just not got the person personality, and, and actually, she's I'm not. Sorry, Michelle, if you was, it to yeah, this, that was, that that's was a, a, <laughs> that, was, that was bad by me. It is. It is exactly. I was. I'm talking more like. Um, who am I talking more like? Mm, I'm not going to diss anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just saying, like, I like, was ready no, for it. I was yeah. Say, hot take. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you said this person's an average singer. <laughs> You'll just get flamed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Although there are very many average singers out there. Yeah. Well, actually, so I love Rihanna. Rihanna is not the best singer in the world. Yeah. So, yeah. and I'm I sure everyone, I think, I think she'll admit that, and everybody else will admit that. But she was persistent. She's good. At, she's good at dancing. She's got a great personality and she was persistent with what she wanted to do kind of thing. So that's so. So I guess that's an example as to kind of like whereas persistence will always beat talent. That's perfect. You, you've done a lot and it's still really difficult, especially within the time frame we have. So we might have to get you back again, Anika. <laughs> and uh, bosses, you guys out there listening, do tell me and say, Black Tickler, you're slipping. Why aren't you asking Anika about this, that, that? And then hopefully we'll see whether or not we can get you back and yeah. answer those questions. Let's move on from Flavor magazine to the other ventures and the other brands that you're building and killing it out there. So the floor's yours. Where do we want to go? <laughs> um, I guess, well, the main things I'm concentrating on now is the Colour Network, as I said, which is the black entertainment platform. So building that and also the Black Magic Awards. And so last year we held the first Black Magic Awards at um, Hackney Empire which we had um kind of full house with you know celebrities influencers etc it came about because um for the last couple of years i used to do an event called um power players which was aimed at women in music media and tech but then once kodra and i kind of connected and started um the color network i still wanted to do an event for women but then it just made sense it being doing an event for black women and i'd always admired black girls rock in america right. and i really get fed up of people in the uk saying we have no role models there's not people here we can look up to and i think oh my god there's so many amazing women in general but particularly black women that i do that are killing it yeah. despite all the obstacles kind of put in their way to get ahead they're the trailblazers and we wanted a platform and a space to kind of highlight that and thank them and celebrate them for paving the way and so that's why we um came up with doing the black magic awards amazing so tell us the steps yeah so again it was i guess kodra and i utilizing our little black books and, and um little is this, <laughs> it's not the right word you guys have a big yeah. black book so coming up with the kind of women that we felt we wanted to honor so we had the likes of um itv news presenter charlene white producer presenter jasmine dotiwala rapper eve jenny francis and these are some um, names that even i i don't know so i'm very grateful for having platforms like that to just again show and highlight exactly exactly so that's and that's the thing like these are all women that have paved the way within their various and respective industries was there any kickback was there like oh, i don't what is this award why do i need this no Who? no actually they were all they were all surprised to be 
you know, to be asked. They all were excited for the event because there's not been anything like this in the UK um, kind of aimed at black women. Walk me through this a little bit, if that's okay. And I know I interjected you because I'm, I'm sure you're going to land. But what happens is, do you get the people first and go to a venue and go, hey, no, got so all these people? No, got the venue first because we needed to secure um, a date because, again, you know, people's diaries are busy. So they need to know the date and check their availability to see if they're you know even available on that date to attend right yeah so, so venue first venue so you for, lock the date lock the date then the people next yeah contacted the talent and decided who we wanted to perform as well and reached out to acts that we wanted to perform there and i assume you're paying these guys or is this all voluntary it depends on who the talent was if you're up and coming talent then you might cover your um expenses so you're not out of pocket and right. then like if you're performing and things then yeah then depends what you work out with them because yeah. there might be other reasons why they're doing it so if an artist is on a promo run so like when a talent's like releasing a record and stuff if they're promoting that then the label will cover their cover their fees and you don't have to so it's mm. it's always about thinking how you can kind of get around these things because ultimately you have a budget and you want to try and not exceed that budget yeah. in terms of what you're trying to spend or what you're trying to save right so we've got the venue we've got the peoples we've yeah. got the talent uh, performance um getting the guest presenters getting team on board to kind of help with everything and stuff i mean this is not small that's for no, sure no 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 so obviously you had hackney empire which is a i think it's a 1100 capacity venue wow. and then on our team so we worked with agency called vamp to help us kind of connect with some celebrity guests that were coming and help kind of get media coverage and social influencers there right okay. and code runner concentrated on guests that we had personal contacts with as well as the honorees filming and kind of marketing the event as well as the general organization on the day right. um how we wanted the atmosphere to be what the order of everything will be on the stage because we wanted you know it all to flow and it all to work and things and and it did you know things might have been a bit mayhem on the back end like you're running around things they aren't ready are, on time right? and things but coach and i were like that that's fine as long as that's not reflected on what's happening on the stage that the people there don't realize that they're kind of just like okay cool this is this is what's happening and so and that and that's what happened like it all was all very professionally done looked great everything ran to time um we even had like storms to come down a couple of days after he'd won gq man of the year and come in present the award to jenny francis amazing. and so that was amazing because like the crowd were not expecting that kind of thing i mean and we'd had lots of amazing guest presenters from the likes of chucky Vet, actor chucky van god monroe bergdorf um to got loads of different people that were in the judy judy comedian judy love Guys, i hope you appreciate all these names you know because a rolodex so, is gonna be <laughs> on point so on it, i mean point. i guess the main thing was it was just it was just such an inspirational event like everybody left there feeling very uplifted very inspired and you know and because the honorees all knew in advance, um, they'd all, you know, written speeches, but written speeches that were reflective of the theme of the night. Uh, and I remember Angela Griffith talking about walking on the shoulder of giants and that her shoulders are there for anybody to walk on. So just people get in touch if they want to get in actor acting and mm. just need any advice, need any help kind of thing. She's like, you know, even though she's been in a wealth of TV programs and films, she's not the person that's ever put up for mainstream awards and things. So it just shows why these events are uh, are needed. Yeah. 100%. So it sounded like a success. Yeah. So it's going to be bigger and better next year? This year. This year. This year. Yeah, 2018. This year, 2018. So yeah. When, so when is the date? And can Joe Public 
can they can they come? Yeah, so um, so it's it's open to the public to buy tickets to attend. So just keep it locked to kind of the colornetwork.com for when we're going to be releasing dates and when we're going to be releasing who the honorees are. But it'll be at the tail end of the year, you know, either September or November. We're just kind of locking down date at the moment. But um, guys, and also I'll put it out in our platforms as yeah. well, so we'll help. And it's been good because to continue the legacy of the um the show I also released my own podcast called Black Magic Podcast where I do conversations with brilliant and resilient British black women where again it's an opportunity for to have conversations and things and so usually I feature kind of two guests that are kind of in the studio talking and then like a celebrity kind of interview who kind of gives a bit of um information on their life and their journey and things so yeah so it's been just a really fun yeah. and great experience. I mean you are smashing it in the industry without a shadow of a doubt. What's the dream? Um I guess the dream is to, I've always admired Oprah. She's been kind of a person I've always looked up to in terms of what she's, the success she's achieved. And I feel that there's nobody that comes to my mind anyway in the UK that's kind of doing what she does over here. And so I'd love to kind of, to encourage and inspire people. And so it's just about kind of reaching to even higher position of influence, but where it can all in order to make a change within society so that helping kind of women to kind of excel and to not be um stunted in their career because of whether it's stopping to have children or because of the gender pay gap or because of any other things just because they're a woman. You know, helping young people to realise their potential because there's I get so upset when I kind of hear on the news that, you know, there's been another stabbing or there's, you know, I don't know, something's happened to a young person in society. And I just think, oh, my God, life's there's so much there's so much that you can do with your life that you don't even know. Mm. And so I do try and go into kind of like schools and colleges and universities to kind of do talks to young people as well, because I feel that, you know, if people like me, I'm normal like you. I came up in a even though my parents were married, they divorced when I was like. 10 or 11 kind of thing so I was in a single parent household my mum worked kind of like free jobs in order to kind of for us to do what we wanted to yeah, do to and achieve provide. to be able to p- provide and you know pay for the things that we wanted to do and things and my mum never complained kind of about that you were like oh we want to go and play netball oh we need to go here and things and there's not once where I'd ever say she kind of complained about doing doing anything you know if we wanted to go on a particular school trip and it's not like there's just one of us it was always two of us you're having to pay for mm. and things and she just got on with it and she just did it and just made it um and would make it happen honestly mothers um, they're the best yeah exactly she my mom is seriously um superwoman and i'm sure she's i'm sure she's proud as well I mean, oh definitely definitely i mean she even though she's in birmingham she's the kind of a um, mom that she's very supportive so say like when you know like um i wanted to do a charity bike ride so i did like the london to brighton bike ride and stuff I remember at the start, like my mum called me, was like, oh, good luck with the ride. And she's like, oh, how are you getting back? And I was like, oh, I've got to wait for the last person or our coach to come. And then we get on the coach and that coach brings us back to London. And she's like, oh, that's a bit long, isn't it? So she drove down from Birmingham to Brighton to drive me back to London so I didn't have to wait on the coach kind of thing because she thought oh I'll be tired and actually it was a good thing that she did that because I ended up having a sickle cell crisis after that because <laughs> because I put my body through so much yeah. so so it was good that she was there. Okay well we are very grateful to Mummy Allen. Yes Mummy Allen's amazing. She sounds amazing. <laughs> okay so I do want to round up if yeah. that's okay and I normally ask all my guests some quick fire questions. Okay. The answers ideally make them quick <laughs> if you can. Okay one word uh, like. One word or uh, definitely a small sentence all right and yeah i'm definitely gonna have to bring you back because you just dropped a little bar there where i was like damn what you got sickle cell (laughs) and i wouldn't even touch upon that we're talking about growing up but you know what round twos round twos (laughs) i always do that i always get have to get round twos to see where you are okay you ready yes 
Shoot. So if you could do a TED Talk, yeah. other than your actual profession, mm-hmm. right, what would it be about? Feeling the fear, but doing it anyway. Right. If you had the last five pounds, what are you spending it on? I'm spending it on some kind of a way to invest it to make another five, ten pounds. Damn, you you entrepreneurs, man. I get so many of you on here. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just going to try and make sure I, I make it stretch. Exactly. Then I get some people just saying, you know... um, Donuts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's okay. I don't. I'll, I'll eat with when I make the yeah. rest of the money back. Right. So, black articulate, black action articulated. What is your favorite English word? My favorite English word, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I like. And who's the second person that springs to mind if I say the word successful? I guess I guess a person that I'm admiring at the moment is Issa Rae and oh. what she's achieved and so she's someone else that inspires me in terms of what she's done with um, Insecure and what she did with the awkward black girl and, and just how real she is and honest she is as a person mm. so I would say that she's what success looks like at the moment and again just because her success was overnight but she was persistent with what she wanted to do and what she wanted to achieve and stay true to herself. Okay. And the penultimate question before we, I ask you, how can we find you? And when we yeah. do find you, what you want us to do is, how would you like to be remembered? As the woman that inspired, encouraged and motivated others. Amazing. Yeah. And knowing you as little as I have, and I'm really grateful for your time, I can't imagine you don't already do that. Inspire, motivate and encourage others. So thank you very much for just being on the platform. But we can't just let you go without you telling us how we can find you. Yeah. And when we do find you on the World Wide Web, what would you like us to do? So you can find me at Anika Allen on all social networks. So um, that's A-N-N-I-K-A, Allen with an A-L-L-E-N. And when you do that, like, share, follow, all, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, hit me up depending on what it is that you want. If you've got kind of marketing, kind of branding, project needs, then get in touch. If you, you know need speakers at events, then holla. And if you've got content for the Colour Network or, or a brand that want to kind of sponsor or, or align yourselves with what we're doing, then again, get in touch. And so follow the Colour Network as well. Amazing. Guys, honestly, if there are things that I've totally overlooked and I should have asked Anika, get at us, man. We're always trying to be better, better, better. So once again, thanks for listening and see you on the other side. Anika, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been lovely being part of Black Particular. <laughs> hey, guys, we really appreciate you listening. And if you have any feedback whatsoever, please do leave it in the comment section below. Also, you can get all the information on the guests, the links and resources we speak about in the description below. There's plenty more videos in our archives, in our video section, so do check that out. And last but not least, and this is really important, if you are somebody who can teach us how you do what it is you do, because Black Ticulate is all about empowering and upskilling the community, then please get in touch because we'd love to feature you too. Guys, you're the best. Hope you have a great day and see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.